everybody. It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Rama S, Kuro Usagi, Ari Rockefeller, Mako-chan, and Sailor Flair. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 74. We are that podcast that talks about anime, cons, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Maes. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. Wow, that really went off the, the charts there, can you see? No, and I don't care. Well, I think it actually picked you up that time. Whoopsie-doo. We're doing things a little bit differently. Mako-chan is... Is pretty much has cabin fever, so she's spending a week at my house tor- tormenting me. Who's tormenting who? You tormenting me. Bullshit. All right for torment. Yay. So everyone who's listening now, you're just in time. Because um, we just came back from Anime Next 2012, and we have a lot of stuff to cover. Oh, and like what? I know... The cosplay, the panels, the masquerade. The fire alarms. That too. Oh, God. <laughs> you have to admit, it was interesting, to say the least. Interesting is one word. I don't think the people that got trapped in the elevator and had to be cut out think it was interesting. Fine, fine, fine. Lawsuits well, probably made for ab- an interesting con story, that's for sure. Lawsuits abound. Uh, I hope someone gets a free room out of this, at the very least. I hope so. But before we get into that, let's talk about what we've been up to since the last episode. So, Ari, what you been up to since uh, our, our last episode? Well, besides mostly just gearing up for Anime Next. I did get my new cosplay off the, uh, up and running, that's for sure. Yeah, it looked really good. Thank you. You're welcome. But, uh, yeah, other than that, it's just mostly work stuff. Ah, I gotcha. I did pick up Lollipop Chainsaw today and I've been playing through it at a at a generous clip. That's good. How far into the game are you? Well, from what I, the guy told me, that it's supposed to be really long, which is good because, you know, a lot of replay value, you know, you know lots of time to develop a coherent story. Uh, let's see. You get two bonuses for pre-ordering and they're pretty much just extra costumes but one of them is Jimmy I think it was a Jimmy Urine I have the receipt right here hang on oh, okay yeah that's the name Jimmy Urine from a mindless self-indulgence and the other one is Ash from Evil Dead yay Ash but the uh, the boomstick on the back of her outfit it is purely aesthetic so um is it multiplayer or no I haven't gotten that far yet. And then there's some online stuff, like there's like leaderboards for like score attacks for the various stages. I've only killed one of the major bosses so far, a punk rocking zombie named Zed. Hmm. Really gets off on pain. Well, no surprise there. Well, I don't want to spoil it like too much for you, but the first tier of his boss fight, you bifurcate him with your chainsaw. And he just pushes them back together, and he says, You think that hurt? I just chissed a little. Wow. <laughs> I paused it and just started laughing at it, because that's one of the most absurd things I've ever seen and heard. Well, in conjunction, you know, they get cut right in half, and then you just push your two halves back together. 
See, my only concern is which console I plan to get it for. Uh, 360 or PS3? I'd go with the 360 one. It runs smoothly enough. No, not a whole lot of load times. Mm, possibly. But my PS3 collection of games feels quite lonely. So, yeah, that's what I've been up to. That's I'm definitely going to do a review of this game proper for the in the near future. All right, cool. And you, Mako-chan, what you've been up to? I've been baking and cooking. For who? For your dumbass and... Hey! What? And for Kyle A. Bear. I made him candied bacon. I think you made him the happiest bastard of any of, of the entire weekend. He had bacon on the brain the entire weekend at Anime Next, and I was the cause of it, and you have no idea how happy that makes me. He, I can imagine you leading him around with a piece of bacon, like, on the end of a fishing hook. Walking around with a straw hat, barefoot, and overalls, with a big old wheat grain in your mouth, you know? And to hear the theme from the Andy Griffith show playing in the background. <laughs> what? Sorry, we ran with that one. At least I'm not the only one who caught that. <laughs> I want to laugh or smack the shit out of you. Probably both. Probably both. Well, if she smacks me, I'm going to smack her right back. <laughs> I can try and run away. Yeah, where are you going? I don't know. I'm stuck in studio. Do you really trust us to do this, po this podcast by ourselves? <laughs> no. <laughs> if I let you two do the podcast by yourselves, it's going to devolve into wrestling, and then that'll be it. Maybe. Yeah, so he'll, he'll be a Black Bobby the Brain Heenan. Uh, yeah, Black Bobby the Brain Heenan. Guess who gets to be Gorilla Monsoon in this little, little duo? Uh, well, look at it this way. With the cast we have now, we pretty much are like Orange Lounge Radio. Will you stop? What? Sorry. Uh, sorry. It, it, it just felt mandatory. My bad. Fair enough. Fair enough. As for me, same old, just working. Worked, like, not overtime, but I worked so I can leave early on Friday. So if I can get to the con and got there late. Waited more or less to the last minute to pack. Forgot. Hey, I didn't have the motivation to pack. I got bored and packed almost a week early. Well, good for you. That's what I get for being stuck at home. Mm, with the cat. Yeah. The cat that's going to hate me when I go home. Oh, yeah. Why? Does he miss you? Um, my cat has a tendency that when I'm not there, when I come home, especially after a week, um... She's usually biting the crap out of me because of it. So, abandonment issues. Yeah. Big time. Does your cat beg for food at the dinner table like mine does? No. Hmm. No, not at all. Although, if I'm eating cereal, she begs. And not even for the milk, she likes the cereal. See, my cats, it's the opposite. They won't drink the milk out of the cereal bowl if there's any little floaters left inside. Fair enough. But, um, you know, I guess that's how cats are. That and we have a male cat. She's going home with the scent of a male cat. She has a female cat. Storm ain't gonna like that. 
Ron doesn't like when I go anywhere. It doesn't matter if there's another cat, another pet, another animal. It doesn't matter. You come home and she looks at you like, you left me home with these people? What the fuck is your problem? Exactly. Well, now that we got that out the way, we'll take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about anime next in depth. And depending on the time we have, we'll cover a couple more things. So we'll be back in a few. Your timing was impeccable. Always.
Independent podcasts and would like to support them, check out some of our independent podcasting friends. Check out Orange Lounge Radio at orangeloungeradio.com where they discuss video games, gamer culture, and gamer lifestyle with Sky, Dark Soccer, and Loki. 
Listen live Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on vognetwork.com. And right before them is the Bobby Blackwolf Show at 8 p.m. Eastern and 5 p.m. Pacific. Video games and gamer talk at bobbyblackwolf.com. If Warcraft is your taste, listen to Hordehouse with Sky and Exifer weekly at hordehouse.com. If you want more of a female perspective of what we do here on Anime Jam Session, listen to Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sister and Pandalicious at electricsisterhood.com with new shows every week. If you prefer geek, pop culture, and sci-fi, check out popculture.net and the Geek Culture Network. And also check out the Brooklyn Otaku, a brand new anime podcast, Friends of Ours. You can find them at facebook.com slash thebrooklynotaku. Now, Anime Next 2012. First off, uh, special thanks to Ezra, who got us an extra badge so we can do more coverage of the convention. So, many props to him. Yay, thank you. He's probably going, oh, you're welcome. <laughs> so, Ari, what time did you get to the con? Let's see, I got to the con around 4, no, no not 4, I was like, 5.30 or so on Friday afternoon. Because okay. I came from the almost the Delaware, New Jersey border and just pretty much shot up the turnpike like I had a rocket up my ass. Smart answer. But, uh, you know, there was a little bit of traffic along the way because there's a massive construction project which ties up everything. Mm. I, I didn't get there to, like, 420-ish, and I thought I had missed a complete run won't have photo shoot, but they postponed it by an hour, so I was able to get make enough time to change and get down there. And don't you know, my batteries were dead when I got there. I automatically assumed that they were fully charged. I didn't check, think to check them. You know what they say about assuming. Yeah, they make an ass out of you and yourself. Yeah, right, uh-huh. Hey, that's what I was hoping. Yeah. But um, I was kind of thankful for the weather, though, because it, it, it didn't feel really hot, but it was kind of cool. But it was also ridiculously much more crowded. I don't know if it was just me, but it felt kind of humid that day. Well, that, that weekend. Or maybe it was because when I like, get like irritated, I like, get overheated. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was because my cosplay was mostly fleece. No, it was just really freaking humid. Yeah. No, get it. It's not just me. No, it, it it was cool, but because of the humidity, it was disgusting. Yep. And I mean, I'm walking around dressed as garter belt, and I'm sweating up a stone. Next time, I'm gonna have to bring a towel. <laughs> well, I, hope I can't it, imagine how hot it'll be during uh, Otakon. Yeah, it's not that it was that that hot and humid in the cosplay. It's when I threw the wig on. That's where it, yeah, you know. And the thing is, I don't like to really go outside. I'd rather stay either in the convention center, or the um, or the hotel. But on that same token, you know, when I do that, I do miss out on a lot of good cosplays. Mm-hmm. So Friday, I stopped by the um, like uh the. Kyle Bear's panel, Dragon Ball, the roast of Dragon Ball Evolution. Oh, God. <laughs> it was standing room only. That packed, huh? Yeah. 
I mean, Kyle is pretty much a one-man MST3K. It was great. And ironically enough, it's the riff tra- the riff of that movie is available on riff tracks. I think he was a part of that. I don't remember. If he wasn't, he should be because it was great. And then later, I I pretty much changed and switched um costumes. Did I switch costumes? Yeah, I I definitely switched costumes. I went over to the uh, Sailor Moon Bridge panel. Again, it wasn't standing room only, but it was pretty packed in there. How was that panel, by the way? Great as usual. It's pretty much an introduction to, to everyone of who they are, in case you've never heard of them and what they do. And they showed a, and they pretty much did like a little commercial clip like of who they are. And it was a great, it was a great panel. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thanks. And what I did was, um, I I also went out and set up the stream. So if anybody goes over to ustream.tv and go to the Anime Jam Session TV channel, you'll see you they'll be able to watch a copy of the um of the panel. And a high a high quality version should be going up on YouTube sometime, with before the end of the month. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> so, what what panels did you hit up on Friday night? Let me double check. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one I w- the first one I wanted to go to was a Tekken X Street Fighter panel, which was, a, which now could I not get into because you know they had reached maximum capacity. Right. And but it was from what I understand, it was mostly just. I think it was. Kyle Hebert was in that one, and he, Michelle Knotts. Yeah, Michelle Knotts. They were pretty much just playing the game on the big screen for everyone, just pretty much doing commentary on their fights. I only like saw like a minute of like half a minute of footage before I got tossed out saying, "Sorry, cool. we got no more room." That sounded pretty cool. Yeah, uh, let's see. The one after that was Epic Con Stories, which was pretty much <clears throat> people got the. T- not only people in the audience, but the people running the panel got to tell some of their more awesome or outlandish or lewd convention stories. Did you share any? No, I didn't have really any to share. Plus, uh, plus there was this one story about a guy getting chased around. Oh, crap. I'm, t- I'm drawing a blank here because it was mm-hmm. hysterical at the time, but apparently like traumatized him and a few other people but you know, like I said I'm fucking drawing a blank it's pissing me off I, I've heard my fair share of con, con horror stories and I think I probably told a couple on, on, on an episode here and there don't ask me which ones but you'll have to listen to all 74 episodes to find out where they are have fun oh yeah and no transcripts And Friday night, I went to the rave, and this time they did things differently. First things first, the karaoke room, they moved upstairs. And where the karaoke room was, was the manga library. And for those who go to Anime Next, the manga library now, which was the karaoke room previously, that was the rave, that was the room for the rave. 
and you had to get there early or else it was a half hour wait to get in because of max capacity. So what they did was they moved the rave over to main events B where the Tekkenek Street Fighter, no, what, were you over at the convention center or in the hotel for Tekkenek Street Fighter? I was in the hotel. Yeah, main events B, the hotel. That's where it was. So those of you who remember when you go, when you go into the double tree and you go to the left and you walk past the the restaurant, you go straight down that hallway. I think before there used to be like three different panel rooms, but now it's one panel room and one large room because during the Sailor Moon uh, a bridge panel, you could you could hear the feedback of them testing the uh, the audio equipment. So I went in. I actually liked it. It it wasn't packed, ravish packed. It was like club feeling, which I didn't mind. And it was like more people were really more loosen up, having a good time. But then we'll get to Saturday's rave in just a bit. But, you know. And normally with the con, they always you always hear Friday Night Rave sucks and Saturday Night's Rave was better. I can't say Friday Night's Rave sucked, per se, because music quality was good. Now, I've been to a couple of cons where Friday Night and Saturday Night were bad, or Friday Night was great and Saturday Night just tanked out. But there wasn't as many uh, dance circles as there were before. Let's see. I'm trying to figure out, I think... Yeah, I think I came right to the room, like right at, right after the rave, pretty much, and passed out. Mm. And then Saturday morning, I'm pretty much all day Saturday. I'm, I'm fighting off a bit of a headache, which I finally got rid of, you know. And somehow I was late to the Final Fantasy VII photo shoot. I was told ten when it was actually nine. Uh, misinformation. It, it happens. Fun. I wasn't too too worried about it. Because um, a cosplay friend of mine, I, I had said, you know, if I had known, I would have packed Barrett. And I get a message from her, can you please bring Barrett? So I was like, yeah, sure, one time only. <laughs> uh, we also, before the, before that Epic Consorts panel, we had made a run out to that Walmart. Oh, area. right, yeah. We got stuff for for a drinking and for, of course... Yeah, you know, for our own little, for our little thing. Yeah, that, yeah, that's something we do. You know, we don't have to really uh, discuss that though. Yeah. So, what about you, Marco? I didn't get there until later Saturday because all day Friday I was cooking bacon. <laughs> mm, huh. mm, bacon. Yeah, had to prioritize, huh? Of course I do. Bacon, what, what, what loves means most to you. <laughs> So uh, a couple of things, though, we, we I ended up doing another interview with Kyle Bear. It was different from the last one we did where it was more one-on-one -on -one with him. We was doing um, questions back and forth, and then I think somebody somebody couldn't do an appearance, so everyone's interviews got so everyone's interviews got bumped up. So me and another um, press outlet, we did um, back and forth. So... After that, uh, they asked if we wanted to interview Kara Edwards. Ooh, she 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 is a spitfire. I'll tell you that right now. What's she done again? Because I don't think I've heard of her that much. 
Uh, she was Videl in Dragon Ball Z. Oh, okay. And uh, she started out with Kyle Abair on Radio Disney doing this Squeegee and Kyle show. This girl reminds me of Skull from Oh My Goddess because in Oh My Goddess, Skull has a mecha fetish and it pop, that term pops up a few times in the manga. Kara Edwards is pretty much, I would say, the epitome, if not the epitome, what you would definitely call a geek girl, nerd girl because she's really into her technology. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Oh, yeah. And with her, we even got a blooper reel that we're going to put up later. It was hilarious. <laughs> um, she told a story where she did a, I think she had to do a, a, a recording or something like that or an appearance. I don't remember exactly, but it's on the interview. And she, and they wanted her to smile or something. And they told her, and they say, think of Burberry or something along those lines. And, um... She was like, huh, what? And she was like, you got to tell me things like Canon, Nikon, and stuff like that. So she really knows, she really has her tech going. And she has, she pretty much built her own freaking studio, which was pretty cool. I should look into doing that, building my, like, what, like her own computer? No, studio. Recording studio. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, she's fully built her own recording studio, which I think is awesome. Because there aren't that many people doing that anymore. I did know somebody I worked with who had a studio. He ended up having to uh, break it all down when he moved back into his uh, when he when he moved in with his chick, and then that didn't work out. He moved back home and went into the military. But you know. But um, I did go to the panty and stocking photo shoot, and I was surprised to be the only guard belt there that weekend. Really. Yeah, and I find out on Sunday there was a couple of Penny and Second cosplayers walking around looking for a guard belt, and I was like, "No, that was just yesterday." But um, I had to force myself to go from the Double Tree over to the convention center because I, again, I didn't want to leave. But it was just packed beyond packed. It was a lot harder to grab photos. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I only got about three dozen or so, which I gotta send to you, by the way. Yeah, we'll take care of that. Or we'll take care of that later. But um, yeah, because of the amount of people, there was no space to actually be able to move a person to take a picture while you're walking around. You had to actually walk somewhere completely out of the way just to take somebody's picture because there were so many people blocking things. It was ridiculous. Yeah, um, sometimes I got a, I got a little lucky, but other times, not so much. What panels did you hit up on Saturday? Let's see, let me bring it up. Cool. There's no, there was no guidebook app or anything similar for Anime Next. Ah, uh, you know, that was a general gripe amongst a lot of people. So the closest thing I had was to bring up my calendar, my uh, calendar app on my phone, and just set them up all up as appointments. Uh, there was this thing called "Never Give Up" and other life lessons learned in anime, which was, well, you can tell it was the girl's first panel because, like, you know, she was kind of nervous and it looked like she was like reading directly from the copy she had. Damn. But uh, you know, she got through it. You know, That's good. it was generally entertaining. 
I think I saw her hand shaking a little bit. But uh, it's pretty much like different kinds of like life lessons, and it was and clips of different animes to uh, you know exemplify them. Some like, like sacrifices being made. I think it shows a clip from Cowboy Bebop. And uh, the last one was a joke. You know, the funny one to close out the, the panel. But it said, don't ask Moroku to bury... Like, like don't ask Sango to bury her children. I showed Moroku with a big slap mark on his face. <laughs> um, I don't think I hit up any panels on Saturday. But I did more photos... Um, back at Zenkai Con, when I was running the karaoke contest, um, our winner, uh, Hitomi Himikawa, she was there, she competed in the karaoke contest, so I went and I recorded her performance, which I have to get to her, and she has a remarkable voice. And I also lucked out, like, that Saturday night that she was at the rave on stage singing, so I got some photos of that, of her as well. Um, and my, I only went into the dealer's room, like maybe twice that whole weekend because I didn't like the fact that I had to walk out and go around the building to coincide to it. It seemed, uh, mm-hmm. I was only in there once, like a couple times too, but, uh, I didn't have that problem. I just, I just said, Hey, can I get in through this with the press pass? And they said, yeah, you can just walk on in. But uh, you know, I didn't buy a whole lot. I bought uh, Sailor Moon Volume 2, I think, at the re-release. And I got a nice pair of steampunk goggles, finally, with colored lenses. That's pretty cool. You can guess what colors. Uh, red and blue? No, purple and, like, purple and yellow. Oh, I gotcha, I gotcha. And they're translucent, too, so uh, you, know, you can actually see through them. Only problem is the purple one looks kind of pinkish. That's not so bad. Let's see, the other panel... I wanted to go to the Pocaholics Anonymous panel, but it got cancelled. A lot of panels got cancelled. Cancelled or moved around. But uh, the one after that was 50 Years of Anime Openings. Which was, you know, the guy had, had really done his research. It was like, not just 50 years, but 50 like different openings and such. Like, the first part was just a, a, a history of them, you know, the various styles like they're comparing like say the opening to Astro Boy from first to uh let's see I have yeah. the paper and like so like, keep that in mind and it shows us uh like the opening to a Shin Mazinger Shogeki Z mhm you know just the massive like, contrast in styles and uh, such and uh, of course one of the one of the uh, jokes he made was like this one's like really obscure and like not a whole lot of people watch it like which is kind of bad because you know deserved a chance and then plays the first opening theme to pokemon okay that's pretty cool let's see there was a like he had categories for like atmosphere character and narrative music and style and a symbolism you can guess what the first one was for the symbolism category no tell me evangelion Bing. And of course the uh, WTF section. WTF. Yeah. Um. Y- you've you've watched Berserk, right? Uh, clips here and there. Well, judging from the opening, you would not think it was about hunting demons, would you? 
Probably not. No. Yeah, it looks like some looks like some guys modeling. Uh, what, what's the term I use? Like, like that, like like a like a video version of a resume. Sorry, I know that opening, and no, you look at the opening, and it does not portray what the anime is about at all. But some, also, for some reason, the video from Right Said Fred is popping through my head. I hate you. I hate you both. <laughs> God, I am so sorry. No, you're there not. Also, there was also the. You said when the, we have to get to, when the anime has to get to filler arcs because apparently no great, like, no great anime doesn't have a filler arc. And uh, we got stuff like the U.S. Dragon Ball Z opening and uh. Like, I don't want to show both of you at one point. Uh, a mashup of Samurai Champloo and My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. Well, that that wasn't too bad. I like that. Did you ever get around to seeing Pony Bebop? Didn't even know it, it was a thing. Yeah, and it's also Mighty Morphin Pony Rangers floating around, too. Oh, God. But, uh, that yeah, those are the... Cringeworthy. It was. Those are the two big panels I I went to one Saturday. Okay. Now. Would have gone to the Pocahontas one, but it got canceled. Yeah, I did end up going into Artist Alley because it was right there. And there was a lot of great original work I saw floating around. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to pick up um my Luigi hat from Athena's Wink because the awesome Carrie... I had mentioned about a month and a half ago that I wanted one of her new hats because Carol Ann had mentioned that Carrie had made a new made a new design style. So I was like, I will, you know, I'll place an order for it. Homegirl had it there waiting for me. I was like, wow. Who's that? So tomorrow I'm going to jump on the PayPal and I'm just going to send her the money for it. It's incredible. I may tell her, you know what? I'll, I'll swing by your house and pick it up, or we can meet in the city or something like that. I think that'll work out a lot better. Oh, you two have me jealous that I'm down here in friggin' South Jersey. Mm. Because I can't just drop everything and go up to New York for a day. At least not in my car. I, 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 see, I hear you. I hear you. Um... Let's get to the masquerade. This one's on you because I wasn't there. After watching this masquerade, I said to myself, what happened to originality? It's getting to the point where masquerades are... are, hmm. I don't know if you remember, but back in the the late 80s... Yes, I'm dating myself here. Deal with it. In the late 80s, there was a show called Putting on the Hits. What it was, it was, it was a team of people, maybe two, three, four people, and they would sing and dance to the song. Sometimes they would do the video for routine by routine. That's what it felt like. I mean, just because you saw um, a J-pop, K-pop uh, video and they're doing the moves, that doesn't necessarily mean you should do the video scene for scene but it wasn't all that bad like seeing uh, Eternal Sailor Moon 
and all the all the inners and outers in their super forms performing um G by Girls Generation. That wasn't so bad. But everything else was like ugh. But um there's this this one this is one cosplay group that I do follow called Bacchus's Cosplay. They really do some great stuff. This year they did um, a very Auron surprise, uh, which is an Auron host host club skit. It it was great. I I loved it. And I, as I said on Twitter, they never seem to fail. Um, what I might have to do is go back and rewatch the masquerade so I can maybe do some picks or something like that. What I liked, but I felt that the masquerade went on a little bit too long. I think it was like. 14 skits meanwhile maybe like five of them were comedy skits and the rest were all dance routines i'd like to see an even amount per se but one thing that was funny that was um pocky princess darcy who was on stage as konata izumi from lucky star it was her and eris introducing the root the skits and like after every two skits sephiroth would appear kill Aerith, leave and then one of the staffers would come on stage, revive her with the phoenix down, and leave. <laughs> there was one scene where Eris was killed by um by a rubber shark. Oh God! And then I'm the having Botchamania flashbacks. <laughs> and the staff would come out like, "What's going on? I can't believe this." Just complain about something. Use the phoenix down and go. But at the end, Sephiroth actually did kill her with his sword. Hmm. That was funny. I did hear that the Oron group walked away with Best in Show and to the Bacchus cos uh, cosplay troupe. Congratulations. You earned it. Y'all deserved it. You guys and gals always put your best foot forward. I don't know who who all else won, but because I bounced like right after the masquerade, because I'm like I really don't want to see who won it, because I wanted to get back to the room, drop equipment off, and prepare for other things. Oh yes, the other things are fun. Yeah. And Sunday, did you check out anything on Sunday? Yeah, it was this panel called Ah Video Game Cartoons. Yeah. Uh, well, it was pretty much a symposium on the worst kinds of cartoons that emerged based on video games in the late eighties, early nineties. And there was a like they showed an episode of uh, Captain N, the Game Master. Hey, I liked Captain N. Damn it. Well, it was all right, but uh. But the the uh, situation Belmont, you know, it's kind of hard to look at him now. <laughs> okay, I see your point on that. And a uh, yeah, little like two foot tall green Mega Man and two foot tall Pit from Kid Icarus. Mega high. Ooh, and then they also showed an episode of the old Legend of Zelda cartoon, which, like, complete with the uh, lead-ins from a. Uh, Super Mario Brothers Super Show because back in the day they ran Zelda on Fridays. Yeah. And um, in the comic, in the Captain N comic, um, Samus was part of the team. 
Yeah, I don't think I've read much of the comic. I found the comics at H.L. Green's. I don't even know if I still have them in storage. I might have ended up tossing them out. When I was watching, it was like this one guy in the, like in a row, like in the other end, it was a total asshole. Just pretty much shot down everything. Hmm. I mean, like, pretty much an internet troll come to life. And it also had a one of the older uh, Daniel Bryan shirts on. Yeah. And uh, as soon as I, he sees me, he's like, he's gonna be like, Daniel Bryan sucks. I'm like, think. A part of me is also thinking, okay, so this guy's a part of a WWE universe while I myself am a professional wrestling fan his argument is invalid but you know it's just a the guy was just an asshole yeah well oh he also they also did have a giveaways for uh, answering trivia questions and uh because he had a, like a stack of, a stack of presents which were like really shitty DB, like anime and video game DVDs yeah and uh like wrapped up like presents so I actually won one of them and it was a I opened up and hold up I think I'm looking at it's Shark Tale for the GameCube well take that to GameStop and get your 50 cents back <laughs> not sure if it's worth it oh but yeah, that, send it to, send it to Amazon you might get a dollar but yeah that's how I spent Sunday oh, okay Sunday, me and Mako-chan uh, did uh, cosplay interviews and grabbed some more photos. And as you could tell some people were just kind of winding down from the con. I meant to go check out uh, a friend's cos uh, panel, but I never got to it because I got up uh, late and I just needed to, time to get all my stuff together and so forth. Uh, I'll find out what her next panel is and I will check it out. Um... I don't know, sun, normally Sunday, I wanted to stay later, but I guess maybe because of the weather, I was just was not feeling it. I mean, I much as I love going to Anime Next, I would have to say I just wasn't feeling it as much as I normally did, uh, like last year. What, you, what about you? Well, I, I kind of liked it. It was... I'm not sure if it was all that much better from last year, but, you know, it, it had its good moments. All right. What about you, Mako? I don't know. After the problems of Saturday night, I was just kind of shot. Oh, yeah. We have to talk about that, too, don't Oh. <laughs> okay. For those already know, at the Doubletree, the elevators are not the most uh, stable elevators in the whole wide world. Since I work in Midtown Manhattan and ride elevators on a regular basis, I'm just used to them. I was telling people, yeah, the elevator does this. Don't worry about it. And then... What, the... shake like a North Korean space shuttle? Yup. You see, I didn't... See, I only caught wind of it, like, secondhand. I was walking back from the game room after playing Magic at 3.30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I saw all the, amp the fire trucks and ambulances rolling. And people just start pouring out of the front doors. I'm, like, thinking... Oh, hell, what is this? I was over at the rave. But yeah, I ended up going to bed at like 5 o'clock that morning, that night. Yeah, I was going on my way back to the rave after going back up to the room to rest a little bit. And the fire people, um, they were actually on our floor because the elevator stopped on our floor. 
the next morning when we were heading out to the car to pack it up, um, they had cardboard over part of the door and you could see that they had to actually cut the door because they couldn't get the door itself open. You mean the door on our floor? The door on our floor. No, it wasn't cardboard because I saw that when I was coming in. So I was shouting, what the fuck happened? It was a big old I think it was a piece plywood, of plywood taped over with caution signs. Oh, caution tape. Either way, they had to cut the freaking door to get those people out. That was just wow. I just want to know if they ended up packing up and leaving before the fire alarm went off or if they were actually there when the fire alarm went off. Oh, Ari, were you there for the fire alarm? Um, no, like I said, when I got back, everyone was just pouring out of the building. I couldn't get a, a, a consistent response on what the cause of it was, whether it was somebody who pulled the fire alarm or someone, like someone got... Was it like, like someone had actually started a little fire somewhere? Or like, there's there's no like consensus on the what happened. Well, it's not that I. Yeah, there were two stories going through. One was that um, one of the rooms on one of the floors decided that they were going to smoke pot, and didn't do anything to try and cover up the smell or try and stop the smell from going anywhere and the whole entire floor smelled and that had everybody being evacuated the other one was that somebody decided to play around with one of the fire extinguishers and pull the hose out of the fire extinguisher causing the fire extinguisher to basically empty itself on the entire floor I don't know if it was both of them one of them or neither one of them but those were the two stories that were going around and that's exactly what I heard, too. I heard it was the pot thing, and then one of the guys got out of the room thinking it was smoke and fire and shot off the fire extinguisher. Amateurs. Yeah, I do know that when they told everybody that they could go back into the hotel, that anybody on that floor was not able to go back in right away. And one of my friends, I think she, no, she was on that floor, but she was like the first one out and the last one in because she was actually helping to direct people in and out of the place. No, good for her. Yeah, I get a, I get a, a tweet about it asking me if I started the fire. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? I don't know. I, it kind of feels like Anime Next just wasn't up to snuff this year. I mean, normally I give Anime Next high marks, but I'm going to have to knock it down just a scotch. I wouldn't say don't go next year because Anime Next has never disappointed like that. No, there are a lot of things that they did this year. I mean, just reading through the complaints and it was a lot of stupid mistakes that I hope somebody's going to come across and say, hey, this was a stupid mistake. Let's make sure it doesn't happen next year. Yeah, so, all right, let me ask you, what what gripes did you have with the con this year? Uh, mostly about, I guess, I guess the only big thing is that how were the panels getting redirected or canceled? Mm -hmm. And again, the game room was... At, at the uh, 
at the Holiday Inn across the way, and the which if you didn't use the shuttle was kind of a drag to walk to, especially with the humidity. Hmm. Anything got something positive to go with that? Uh, well, playing around in the game rooms was fun, and I the they didn't get as many pictures as you know, you did, but mm. some of the some of the ones I got were really freaking really goddamn funny. That's good. Like I don't know if I should, the one I told you about with the coop. Yeah, I ran into him on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know he actually had the uh, prop Slurpee until because I, I reached for my camera, I turned around and he's already on the ground, like kneeling over and. Like kneeling before and just like screaming up or like, wow, this is awesome. Um, I think my my two main gripes was having to go outside to get into the dealer's room, and the masquerade running a little bit too long. Maybe because I just felt tired. I'm saying that about the um, but the masquerade. On the plus side, it was just seeing all the great cosplays and running into a lot of people that I know. Didn't get you to run into everybody, but mostly everyone that I could. What about you? Um, well, personally, I didn't really have any gripes. Um, I was hearing a lot about redirected lines that people were being told to go onto one line and then a line starting completely in a different place and the people that were in the original line having to get at the end of that line because there was no communication on where the lines were supposed to be, when they were supposed to start. I've heard a lot of rumors about next year on how they're going to completely uh, do away with pre-lineups and that it's just going to cause a lot of traffic for people just standing around waiting to be able to get onto a line. So I don't know if that's true or not, but I think that's the big one. Everybody was talking about the lines and how they were being redirected in the wrong direction and how nobody was really caring that there were people in a line already. Um, for the one thing that I really liked, uh, I have to go the same. It was just seeing all the cosplays, seeing everybody like really, really done up. Um, there were a lot of really good, uh, big cosplays, really detailed cosplays. And I like seeing that at conventions. So that was better than giving Kyle Hebert his bacon? Hey, I enjoyed giving Kyle his bacon, but that... Damn you. Yes, that was the highlight of the convention, and it's horrible that the highlight of the convention for me was giving somebody food. I don't think that's it a bad awesome thing. It was awesome food. It's not a bad thing, but what does that really say about the convention, that the highlight was giving somebody food? Well, you are a cook. Yeah, I know. And his utter joy at that bacon was hilarious. And him going om nom nom over the um, bacon-topped cake. Yes, yes. He uh, really liked the bacon-topped cake that I made for Ranma. Which we still have more left over. It tastes like breakfast. <laughs> It does. It's like a cakey pancake with cinnamon icing and oh, it tastes like breakfast. Now, I didn't get a chance to look at the, 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 the praise thread, which 
I mean, honestly, with a lot of conventions, the praise thread is generally the same, and it's probably the same stuff we talk about. I went after the rant thread because people will bitch and moan about the dumbest shit in the whole wide world, and you can easily counter that. This is some of the stuff that I picked up off the rant thread. Number one. Having to cross the street from the Holiday Inn to get to the Expo Center. Have you seen that there were cops directing traffic and the, all all people in their bright cosplays are they're going to stand out when they're on the road, just a little bit. Yes, but there are some people who said it's going to be that one time you're not they're not going to look and boom, people are demanding that Anime Next has um, crossing guards there, which they've been doing since Anime Next moved there. Every single year that Anime Next has been at that convention center, the people in the other hotel that have had to cross the street have bitched and moaned that they need to get either a temporary light there or a crossing guard or police or something like that. This time they actually had police and they still bitched. Also, no one told you to stay at the Holiday Inn, okay? The Double Trees, the official convention hotel. There is Google Maps. You can see the distance. If you live in the area or near there, you've probably seen it. I understand why some people stay at the Holiday Inn. It's $10, maybe even 10 to $30 cheaper the whole weekend. But you know what? You save yourself a few extra dollars just to complain about that? Get your priorities together. I have to agree. I mean, there are maps. They tell you exactly what's gonna ha what you're going to have to do. And there's a history of it. I mean, if this was your first convention, that's one thing. Yeah, that's, that's understandable. That's understandable. But even then, do your research. This stuff has been happening since the beginning. Somebody should have said, oh, hey, look, the, the, that hotel is across the street from the convention center on a semi-busy street. You might want to switch to the actual con hotel. And it's, it's around there. It's on the Internet. Do your research. Also, the, the lining up outside of the dealer's room. Okay. The dealer's room, if I'm not mistaken, had two exits on both sides. One of those exits could have been an entrance. And what they ended up doing Saturday night was for the masquerade, instead of having people line up outside like they did for the Barry's Kobo's concert. And the reason why we didn't mention the concert, unfortunately, none of us did not get a chance to go. So if, some, so if anybody out there that went, give us a buzz and we'll bring you on because we'd like to hear your opinion of it as well. But um, there's a, that long hallway that, div, that divides the main event, Artist Alley, from uh, Dealer's Room. That was, that was an exit only. They could have made one of the... They could have made one of the... Um, exits for the dealer's room and entrance they could have done that because that only became a, that that walkway only became an entrance and an exit for the masquerade and the rave where they where they had the uh where the big rave was about the rave people were complaining that there's not enough anime music and if i'm not mistaken not enough anime music too much dubstep just listen to the beat. You can dance and you can roll with it. Conventions are known to having different DJs every year with a different style. 
sometimes you cannot have the same DJs every year. I mean, Greg Ayers, they were people were demanding for. He was at OMG Con this weekend. They they booked him first. Aminex couldn't do anything about it, so they just had to go with something which I thought was just as good. I mean, really, I like Greg Ayers when he, when he when he's a DJ. I know there are people that don't, but screw them, you know. I like all kinds of music, and the DJs that were there that night were were good too. From what from walking around and seeing inside there, I really didn't see anyone really complaining about uh, complaining about like not dancing. Everybody was getting down, having a good time. I mean, if it was really that bad of a rave, it would not have been as full. I I will admit, I have been to a couple of there's been a couple of years where it was a lot more packed than that, but not to the point not where it was unpacked where you actually had to make a big stink about it, you know. Uh, you went to the rave Saturday night, too. Yes, I went to the rave Saturday night. And I have to say, I don't have any complaints. Everybody that was there was up and dancing and having a good time. And if you really want something specific, then that's why you have a hotel room. That's why you have mm-hmm. friends. I can't tell you how many people had music playing in the hotel lobby and just sitting there dancing in the hotel lobby. Um, even outside, people had music on outside, outside of the rave, just having fun as a group. If you don't like the music that's going on in the rave, just go ahead and play your own. As long as it's not in a place that's going to bother everybody, then there's no problem with it. And to quote Travis Donovan, so there you go. I think, yeah, and... Going back to the whole crossing guard thing, yeah, yes, people are demanding that the con have people out there to do it. And there are people that are arguing that the convention is not liable because you should be old enough to know how to cross the street. That's, you know, look. If they have someone out there, that's good. If not, they will. I don't, you know. It goes back to what Mako Chan said earlier. Stay at the official convention hotel if it's that much of a big issue. It just amazes me how so many people are like, oh, I'm not going next year. I'm not going next year. You damn well know you will be there next year because your friends are going. You don't want to be like that one person who did not go. Be that stick up the ass of everyone else. Exactly. You know... Like I said, this generation's a little bit too bit of entitlement, but it is what it is. Now, another complaint I heard was from Artist Alley about them shutting it down thing, shutting it down earlier than expected. I chalked it up as a miscommunication. Now, another complaint was something that you brought up earlier was the panels. I don't know who was in charge of panels, but may I would assume, I'm guessing maybe this person dropped the ball. It happens. But there were so many canceled uh, panels, so many gaping holes in events. Now, I can understand, like, there's a little break between each panel if you have to reset the room or something like that, which is understandable. Some people were complaining about there were two, there were, like, My Little Pony panels. There were Homestuck panels. Look, Anime Next calls itself the next level of anime conventions. Homestuck is a webcomic. Webcomics have a style similar to manga. 
Manga goes with anime. Flash Today's Flash cartoons are somewhat inspired by anime. And there's your connection. But I was hearing that there were some people that, that were known for running various panels, did not get their panels this year. It was actually ran by um, other people who didn't know what they were doing and causing a lot of problems. Well, I mean, maybe a couple of them didn't want to do it this year. Maybe they want to do something else. Or, or maybe, you know, if somebody's running a panel every year and it's a success, instead of having them put in a request, invite them back to run said panel. That's true. I mean, yes, there's a very slight connection, but I'm one of those people that believes that if you're going to some place that claims it's an anime convention... There are a lot of other panels. I mean, ask these people to come to your convention. Say, oh, hey, yeah, we'll give you a free badge if you can come and do this panel. There's no reason except if you're running out of space to have panels for things that are not anime-based. I mean, I can understand if it's going to tie in with the anime thing, but a lot of these panels don't. A lot of these panels don't mention the fact that oh, the styling is part of, we got it from anime, and we're tributing anime, we're tributing manga. Most of those styles don't do that. And some of the stuff that was there as a panel, yes, it's geeky, but it has nothing to do with anime. Doctor Who, as much as I love it, has nothing to do with anime. See, now, if it was Zenkai Khan, that's a different story. That's a con that's anime and sci-fi. Yeah, Zenkai Khan promotes itself that way. It doesn't just say, hey, I'm an anime convention. They say, hey, I'm anime with the sci-fi. And they've been trying to boost that sci-fi out there to get those people in. And I can understand them having a mixture of different panel themes. But not something that says, hey, we're an anime convention. I mean, like, look at Otakon. I mean, by the name alone, you wouldn't assume that it's an anime convention. So you have all types of stuff. They co they push themselves as the convention of the otaku generation. All this pop culture stuff is has now become encompassed as part of the otaku generation, so you can get away with it. I mean, if Anime Next wanted to go that way, they may have to, like, rename their convention as something that's more intuitive. Like, for example... Florida Anime Experience, they promote themselves as a strictly anime convention. But that won't stop somebody from showing up as Pinkie Pie. I don't think the cosplay has anything to do with it, though. Yeah. People are going to cosplay however they want to cosplay, and that, I think, is fine. Yes, there are going to be people that gripe, but if I'm going... I, I don't have to pay money to go to a convention and stand outside in a costume. I do have to pay money to go inside of a convention hall or inside of a hotel to certain panels. And I feel almost as if I'm wasting that bit of money that I could have been that could have been spent elsewhere on not being able to see certain panels. So when a bunch of panels that have nothing to do with the theme that I'm going to this convention for are in the schedule, it kind of upsets me because that's time that could have been spent doing something anime themed I think you just hit the nail right on the head what about you Ari 
like you said, you're not gonna like, you're not gonna stop people from cosplaying what what whatever they want to cosplay. But you know, oh, crap, I forgot. I, I had some plan, but I'm fucking blanking. Um, but these people complain about you know webcomic cosplay. What about the conventions that are tooled for webcomics? You know, at Kineticon. Yeah, like that one. Like, what would you? Like, would they just, like, not go to it, or would they go to it, see people cosplaying webcomic characters and be legitimately legitimately surprised? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll admit, I, for a while, I, I felt as if, why are you cosplaying someone from a comic or this or that at an anime convention? But eventually, I was like, you know what? Eh, whatever. If you do it to make yourself happy, then, hey, have at it. Enjoy. I did see... I did see Deadpool cosplaying. The guy, the guy cosplaying as Deadpool cosplaying as Jin Kazama from Tekken Four. Ooh, I totally missed that. I think I got a picture of it. That's... But yeah, cosplays within cosplays. Eh, nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's gotten to the point. It's to the point where you know it doesn't matter what the name of the convention is, as long as whatever the con is, it sticks to the theme through like. How the, the the venue is designed, the panels, the guests, and so forth, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, hell, my, my major cosplay going to conventions lately has been Abby, who is on a normal nighttime TV show. So there's nothing remotely anime about Abby. And I did see the Abby we interviewed last year, but I guess she has to swing, walk by and say hi to her. I did see her briefly at Comic-Con last year, but that's something different. I mean, Abby is one of those that you see at every convention now. Yeah. Probably because her, her cosplay is simple, her outfit is simple, or that she just kind of looks nerdy. Like you just assume this is the kind of place she would want to be at. Yeah. It's also something that's very easily recognizable. I mean, even if you don't watch the show, people know who Abby is. I still need to get a six-pack of Calf Pal, which I'm probably going to do for Otakon, put it in the fridge, and walk around with that six-pack. So if I see an Abby cosplayer, I'm like, here. But, um... I would definitely say, you know, Anime Next is definitely on my list to return to conventions next year. Because I have to say... I know there's some people who had issues with some of the staffers, but we never had any issues. The people I spoke with did not have any issues with the staffers. And I got a lot of positive feedback, you know, from the, uh, from people I spoke to. So my thing is this. If you missed out on Anime Next, you missed out on, on a great thing. Definitely come back next year. And there's no excuse because Anime Next is not the same weekend as Father's Day, which I wish it was. That way I can hit up the Big a- Big Apple barbecue block party. I don't know. Anime Next is was one of the first conventions I went to. It's been the one that I've gone to the most. It was the first convention that I staffed. So it's it's one of those that I definitely keep going back and hearing all the problems and like as i said i didn't personally experience anything really horrible 
but knowing that other people had a bad time, knowing that there was at least somebody that got annoyed and might have talked back to somebody else that um, happened to be a staffer and they they took out their frustration. Um, that I mean, that's upsetting because that's a lasting impression on somebody that could be brand new to going to conventions. So, I mean, that's really hard to hear. Even though, I mean, everybody's got problems and everybody has a bad time and everybody's got stress and all of that, especially at a convention. But, I mean, just there are certain things that, I don't know. It's just one of those things. I'm definitely going to go back. I will always go back. It's no matter what problems other people have had, it's one of the nicer conventions out there, better conventions out there, and they are continuing to grow, and I wish them well with that, because it looks like they're going to need a bigger place soon. And you, Ari? Yeah, I, I have, all my anime acts have been pretty positive so far, even though there's only been a couple of them. I've, I've learned to stay away from the raves, because I usually don't do well with them, but yeah, you know, I, I enjoyed it for the most part. And then, like I said, anything that any problems I may have had just come off as a little like like personal problems. Is that the best way to put it? They just seem like minor compared to like some some of the problems other people have had with it. But so yeah, I'll definitely be going back to this one. Fair enough. I mean, I'll admit, I took a dump on Anime Next the first year. But after that, it's like I did a complete 180 because I saw it from another view. And I was like, you know, these guys are doing something and they're definitely going for it. Anime Next is definitely on my on my top 10 list of conventions. I have no problems going back every year. I mean, if because I don't have to flip a coin, but between this con or that con, which I hopefully it does not come down to that. But, you know, Anime Next, I mean... To me, it's still local. If I can still take mass transit to a convention, it is local to me. And they uh, hopefully they will have to get a bigger location because it looks like they're actually growing out of it a lot sooner than you think. And now with um, no more with Comic Con with Anime Fest folding into Comic Con, would not surprise me if Anime Next gets like uh, a bigger rustle of people rolling up in there. Kind of like refugees cast off from. New York Comic Con slash Anime Fest. Yep. So, overall, between all of us, we all give uh, Anime Next thumbs up. Definitely, we'll be back next year. I mean, there are some cons that tend to repeat some of the guests and it gets tedious. I know cons do that, but with this, with Anime Next, you're actually excited to see the guests come back next year because they bring... It's like every year, this, the same guests will show up, but they bring you more than what they had last year. And it's like, wow, I can't wait to see you next year. What more do you got for me, you know? It's like that. Yeah, definitely. I like seeing the same guests because you you kind of get a feel for them. You build up 
not necessarily a friendship with them, but they start remembering who you are. It's like, hey, I remember you from this convention. I remember you from that convention. Oh, last year at Anime Next, we had such a great time. And you see that. And the conventions that don't have the same guests, it's a little bit different. You get more fresh faces and everything. You get different crowds coming in wanting to go to the convention. But just having that that friendly face that actually recognizes you and knowing that, Hey, this is somebody at least semi-famous and they recognize me for who I am and for what I'm doing and for being here. I mean, that's pretty cool. Kyle will remember you for that bacon. Yes. Yes, he will. If Kyle didn't remember me before the bacon, I'd be very upset, (laughs) but I think everybody will remember me because the bacon now. You might next year if he comes like next year, you have to dress up as Cooking Mama and show up with a plate with a tray full of bacon. I can do that. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think we're at that point. Where we should start wrapping things up because we definitely got what we had to say about this down through and through. Yep. So we'll be back in a few, and when we get back, we're gonna we're gonna start wrapping it up. So see you in a bit.
it that's um anime jam sessions anime next 2012 convention report in a nutshell it might have sound like we were rambling but we actually made a lot of valid points i should know um we made sure that everyone came in sober right mostly i plead the fifth right yeah good answer even though I said early in the episode we had time to discuss a couple more things, but we'll save that for our next episode. And don't forget, um, for those who are on the podcast, don't forget that this episode will be re will be aired on two next Tuesday on Vogue Network. So if you miss, if you don't get a chance to download the podcast, check it out on Vogue Network, uh, nine thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And don't forget, by I believe by first week of July, we'll be going live. 
So in between um, episode, our taping episode, we'll be throwing something special on there that's not going to the podcast uh, feed. So if you want to see some of the stuff we're giving just to the VOG, hear some of the stuff we're giving just to the VOG listeners, check out VOGnetwork.com, see what we're discussing, and listen on and listen in. So if you like what you heard, tell two people. They in turn will tell two more people and the word will travel fast. Because we do this for free. We don't get paid for it. We're not a big fancy fancy blog with um, financing and corporate sponsorship. Because those type of blogs tend to kind of go where the money's at. We do it for free because we love what we do. And we're pretty much non-biased. If we are, hey, it happens, right? <laughs> so check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com. We are working on the revamp of the website, which will probably be version 3 of the site, which I hope to have ready to launch by the end of the month, if not by the end of the summer. So check out AnimeJamSession.com. We have some more articles going up besides anime. We're talking pop culture, geek stuff, a lot of other cool things. Slowly but surely, it'll definitely be up there. And if you can't download our podcast feed from work or something like that, try our these other sites, podcast.net, podcast.com, Podcast Alley, Yahoo Podcast, Zoom Marketplace, and the ever-popular iTunes. If you check us out on iTunes, we just ask for a five-star review. You give us one, we'll definitely read it on the show. And check out youtube.com slash anime jam session TV. And hopefully by the end of this week, the manga next videos will be going up. But unfortunately, Somehow I lost the Parliament 18 plus Parliament video. And I was told I had to watch it. it was that funny. And I now kick myself in the tuchus for not watching it sooner. You dumbass. Ah shut it. <laughs> but um check out our personal YouTube pages, youtube.com slash DJ S, Tiger Chick Chibi, Sailor Flair, and RE22682. See some of the stuff that we watch, we make, we upload, and we like. Now, Marco, do you have a YouTube page? Yes. What is it? I think it's Jubuna. We'll have to check that out and I'll have to add it to the outline. Also, check out our official Twitter page at twitter.com slash anime jam session. If you want to see when we're posting articles, photos, videos, interviews, anything that's cool or random, you can find it there, including whatever convention we're going to be at. That's twitter.com slash anime jam session. And we each have our own personal uh, Twitter pages. You can check out the rest of us at twitter.com slash djronthes, Kuro Usagi-chan, Make It Epic, The Ari Man, and Jove Dea. There's an underscore between those words, so if you forget it, you're not going to get to her page. And check out our official Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash anime jam session. We're at 911 fans. I think by the time we get all the photos and the videos up, we might hit a thousand. And if we do, that'd be pretty awesome. If not, we'll definitely hit a thousand by the end of the summer. Oh, I don't doubt that. Oh, yeah. And check out our, our fan pages. Um, Kuru Usagi is at facebook.com slash TV Usagi. And I'm at facebook.com slash DJ and I also need to update my blog. I'm, I think I have a good article to type and post on there. But we'll see. And normally we say uh, check us out on Disingenious Radio, but we're no longer on Disingenious Radio at this time. So 
We are working with Vod Network so we can start doing a pre-show and a post-show for you guys. Like, it takes song requests, all that cool stuff. So in the meantime, check out our uh, friends at VodNetwork.com. Check out the podcasts that are on there. If you like video games, MMOs, pop culture, geek stuff, tech, all on VodNetwork.com. VodNetwork.com. VoiceofGeeks.com. Now, last words, anyone? Ari, we'll start with you. Mako? I hunger, damn it. Yeah, that sounds about right. I wanna get I wanna get at those um wings and watch hardcore porn. So until uh next week, I've been DJ Ron Mess. I've been Ari Rockefeller. And I've been Makotan. And we'll see you next time. See ya. Say goodnight, Gracie. No. Fine. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session AJS Productions. There were no fanboys or fangirls hurt, maimed, or killed during this episode. This time, the views and opinions on this show do not reflect the entire staff or network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. And if you would like a transcript of today's podcast, start typing. Visit us at AnimeJamSession.com and VOGNetwork.com for more information about the show. See you next time.